Welcome to the Total Wealth Academy radio show, where wealth includes much more than just money. It includes family, fitness, romance, and all the other parts of a balanced life. Listen and learn how 70% of the millionaires in America made their money using real estate. Now your host, real estate investor and consultant, Steve Davis. Good afternoon and welcome to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I am your host, Steve Davis, where as always, we're here together working to improve our financial IQ. Total Wealth Academy is a coaching and mentoring program for people who want to learn how to build a second stream of income using real estate of pretty much all types, single family, apartment complexes, big ones, small ones. Uh, self-storage complexes, senior living, RV parks, mobile home parks, whatever produces cash flow. And that's the name of the game in today's world. It's all about cash flow. Savers, as Robert Kiyosaki has said over and over again, savers are losers in today's world. If you're trying to save your way to retirement, you're probably going to be in the 95% of Americans that fail to retire. So saving your way to retirement is not only the most ineffective way to do it, it's the slowest. It's the slowest. To come up with $10,000 a month in passive income, you need about six hundred grand. To come up with 120000 a year in savings after retirement, you have to save up $3 million dollars. So the choice is yours. You want to build up a 10 grand a month income stream with 600 grand or save up three million dollars so that you have 10 grand a month in retirement. I will suggest that building passive income is much more effective and requires a lot less capital. I want to start off today's show with a question that I got from a listener I'm not sure if they're listening right now. It came in early this morning, and I went ahead and replied to it. And it's really interesting to me because I'm okay with buying condos and townhomes. Okay. I don't get as excited about condos and townhomes as I do single-family. Single-family homes are the superior investment. With that said, I have quite a few students and members of Total Wealth Academy who own condos and townhomes and are doing very well with them. High cash on cash rate of return, but they're not picking up as much equity as the single-family investors. But this is a really long email, and it's got quite a few different questions. So I thought I'd address those for you. That way you can make a decision whether condos should fit into your portfolio or not. The listing price on this condo was 160 and they've reduced it all the way to 135 1,800 square feet and it would rent for around $1,400 a month. Now the HOA is relatively low, $175 a month. 
That includes water, sewer, and exterior insurance. The problem that I have comes down to his description of the property. And I'll tell you why after I describe these problems. He says the subject unit interior is in good shape. But he's concerned with the exterior upkeep since the property looks shabby. Okay, I guess I better address it right here at this one. This is a huge red flag. Huge red flag. Because, see, the exterior of a condo or townhome is the responsibility of the HOA. If they've let it get, quote-unquote, shabby, you probably have an ineffective HOA, Homeowners Association, running that complex. That's a problem. The other thing he says that he observed was when there was a recent hard rain, he saw the property and it looked like two of the units had gotten several inches of water inside. The parking lot is a mess. There's a significant tripping hazard in multiple places. Um, Drainage system is also goofed up. Yeah, there's... What it is, when you see the exterior of a condo, townhome, project is not taken care of, that's an incompetent HOA. And in 90% of the cases, maybe even more than that, you're going to want to move away from that particular complex. When... I first got into condos and townhomes. I was very naive, uneducated, and I just went in and bought them. Now, when and if I were to buy a condo, I would interview the HOA, and I would get referrals of other owners in that complex and find out their thoughts on the HOA as well. In other words, there's another layer of due diligence that you've got to do on condos and townhomes that you generally don't have to do on single-family homes. What people don't realize about condos, let's say there's 40 units in the complex. Four of the units have leaky roofs. The HOA decides to replace all the roofs. You can argue up and down, my roof's not leaking. You're still going to get assessed. And you're still going to have to pay for that roof. So, a competent HOA and a thorough inspection of both the interior and exterior of the property is required. Now make a note of this. You need your inspector to walk the whole property, which is going to cost you probably double what a normal inspection would cost you. 
but I would not do it without doing that. And the reason is I want to know what condition all the roofs are in, what condition all the exteriors are in, what condition all the foundations are in. Because when they assess, they assess everybody. All right, we'll talk more about this after the break here on the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I am your host, Steve Davis. Thanks for listening. money in an IRA, 401k, or other retirement account, you can use it to invest passively in real estate without tax or penalty. Our average rate of return is three times that of the stock market and mutual funds with much less volatility. If you have over $70,000, you can start passive investing today. Please attend our free sample class to learn more. Go to TotalWealthAcademy.com. That's TotalWealthAcademy.com for reservations. Thank you. Welcome back to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I am your host, Steve Davis, where we're talking really about condos and townhomes. And while our members do buy them, they are not the primo single-family investment. The primo single-family investment is the single-family home. The condo is a secondary, but I guess to be clear... When I talk about some of my students and members owning condos, I don't think there's any other way to say it than they're stealing them. For them to work, you have to get not just a good deal, a great deal to make the numbers work and the hassles associated with dealing with the homeowners association. So we talked about when you do your inspection, make sure you don't just do the interior Make sure you inspect the exterior of all buildings, which again will cost you about twice as much as a normal inspection. And it's important to check the HOA out, get referrals, and find out their credibility. Do they take care of the property? Do they do unfair assessments? Do they do no assessments? And that's why the property's in horrible shape. Um, because, you know, with a 175 HOA fee, it's going to be very hard to save up for new roofs, new exteriors, things like that. So it's there's a lot to condos and townhomes to make them profitable. But the number one thing is you've got to get the right deal. If you go back to some duplex, fourplex, they were really townhomes. Um, we were buying those things for 25000 a unit. In today's numbers, that'd probably be 75000 a unit. And this guy's looking at 135000 double what I think a lot of condos are worth. So in this particular case, because this property's in perfect condition, they're trying to ask for a premium for it, the one thirty-five. I would rather find the beat-up condo with a good HOA 
that I can rehab as opposed to this particular property. So after reading through this email, based off the information that this listener gave me, there is no way I would be interested in this deal under any circumstances, including if they cut the price in half. Because that exterior is telling you something about the homeowners association and that is that they're incompetent and it's going to be a war every time you need something done so hope that helps i don't want to overly discourage you from condos and townhomes or say absolutely never just make sure you're getting one heck of a deal and you've got your 20 plus percent cash on cash rate of return after all the expenses coming in from your rent so yeah I think that's one other question here no I can't answer that that's an attorney's question all right hope that helps um, phone lines are open I'm gonna go ahead and open them early it's 281-558-5738 281-558-KSEV or you may email me it's Steve at TotalWealthAcademy.com Steve at TotalWealthAcademy.com Okay, the next thing I'd like to address is something that was really sad for me this weekend. Um, I, I don't want to sound corny, but do you ever meet somebody and you kind of like them immediately? You're kind of similar personalities. You know, we like people who are like us. So I liked this guy quite a bit uh, right out of the blocks. Then as we talked for a few minutes, and it wasn't even that long, I liked him even more. He was very respectful, kind, uh, knowledgeable. But he did something that I warned people not to do. And he went from, yeah, I'm going to take action. You're going to hear from me. I'll, I'll, I'll email you this afternoon, or, and I'm going to get started. But it was followed by this phrase, I just need to talk to my wife. And that let me down, because in my seminar, I explain how dumb that strategy is. Now, for those of you who are not familiar with this, I want to address it in detail. The first thing you've got to understand is that anything with two heads, it doesn't work. I literally bought a company for zero dollars. And you know why I was able to buy it for zero dollars? Because they had two CEOs. Two CEOs. Let me ask a question of all of you. Would any of you go into combat, risk your life, with two different generals in charge? Absolutely not. 
Absolutely not. There would be no decision making. There would be um, fighting. There would be arguing. And nothing would get done. And you would lose your life in the battle, in most all likelihood. But how many of you have ever said this? I don't make any financial decisions without speaking to my spouse first. Had a couple one time, just an individual, wife wasn't there, says to me, I got to go chat with my wife. I asked him, I said, how long have you had that policy? As long as we've been married, 20 years. Are you in the financial position that you want to be in, I asked. He goes, no, that's why I'm here. Then stop that. What do you mean you're going to go home and chat with your wife? Are you not responsible? Are you not able to make a decision? Who's in charge of the finances in your family? It can't be both of you. That doesn't work. Of course, he left to talk to his wife and never came back to take action. And that's the same thing that happened Saturday. Sharp individual has plenty of money in the bank to invest with. Wanted it, understood it, sat through eight hours of training to learn how to do it. His wife didn't sit through that training. Yet he's going to go talk to her. Does that make any sense? Yeah, I know you didn't sit through the eight hours of training, but help me decide what I should do. How in the world is she going to help him decide when she wouldn't even sit through the class? I don't mean to be rude, but she didn't care. You know what she probably would have loved? And I know this is true is if he had come home and said, Honey, we're doing it. We're going to kick butt. We're going to start passively investing in real estate. Rock and roll. She would have respected him. Said, Well, okay, great. Let's do it. But no. Honey, what do you think? I know you weren't in the eight hours of training, so you really don't know anything. I know you weren't in the eight hours of training, so you're not qualified to answer this question. But I'm going to ask you anyway. Should we do it? What are people thinking? The only reason, legitimate, that you would go home to talk to your spouse about a financial decision is if they're a multimillionaire entrepreneur and they know more than you do. I love the idea, and this is sarcasm, of course. Two people who are both not in the financial positions they want to be in, talking to each other about how to get into the financial position they want to be in. You can't help each other. Neither of you knows how to do it. What are you doing talking to each other? Wouldn't it be better to go talk to a multimillionaire entrepreneur and ask him what you should do or her because she could tell you because she is a multimillionaire entrepreneur 
you can't have two heads of a household. People are like, oh, we're equals. We're e-. No, you're not. You are not. One of you knows something more than the other. Guaranteed. I sat with a brilliant couple, and this has happened multiple, multiple times. One was a nurse practitioner. The other was an um, anesthesiologist. They're sitting in my office. I have a deal with a 20-plus percent cash-on-cash rate of return and a $50,000 equity pickup. I said, you guys want to do it? They just looked at each other. What do you think, honey? What do you think, honey? They couldn't make a decision because two heads don't work and two heads are seldom better than one. We'll talk more after the break here on the Total Wealth Academy radio show. Thanks for listening. The stock market was never designed to build wealth. It was designed to keep up with inflation. The average rate of return over the last 75 years is about 7%. You'll get that even with the ups and downs. If you want a higher rate of return and less volatility, consider real estate. We make about three times as much as the stock market. Please attend our free sample class to learn more. Go to TotalWealthAcademy.com. That is TotalWealthAcademy.com for reservations. Thank you. Welcome back to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I am your host, Steve Davis, and I want to expand on something that I said at, at the end of the last segment where I said two heads are be- seldom better than one, and it refers to the fact that most two-head conversations are between two equal people that can't help each other. They can't because they're in the same place. And that's the vast majority of conversations where you're talking to your buddy over over a beer or maybe you're with a group of friends and you're all in the same financial position or worse. Some of them are worse. Some of them may be a little better. You can't help each other. And then, you know, I joke about this all the time. You get desperate and you go hire a financial planner who makes a hundred grand a year, which is the average. And you go, look, I know you don't make a lot of money. I know you don't, you're not retired. You're not rich, but would you teach me how to retire and get rich? They can't help you. It's not going to happen. You need somebody on your team who is a multimillionaire and loves to mentor. There's a catch there, you know, because there's a lot of millionaires who who don't want to be bothered. They're not bad people. It's just not in their character to mentor or consult or whatever. you got to really love this to do it. But that's with anything. you got to love what you do. And so here's my wife has a certain wisdom about her 
When I started going off on these tangents, I'm going to go buy real estate, I'm going to flip houses, I'm going to wholesale houses, she stepped aside. She ran almost every other part of our life, though. She was in charge of just about everything except the finances. Because she saw me reading the books. She saw me studying. She saw me going to seminars. She said, you know what? (laughs) I'm not going to all the seminars. I'm not studying all of this. Who am I to tell him what he should do financially? And she stepped aside and allowed me to make the financial decisions. Now, does it have to be the male? Absolutely not. In fact, I know I'm going to get sued for this sooner or later. The best property managers on the planet are female. The best leaders in property management, female. So, guys, if you're married to a woman, You've got a great opportunity to get her out of a job that she probably hates, right? Buy her some real estate and let her go run it because she's probably going to kill it. And I mean in a big, profitable way. They're just phenomenal at it. Now, that's not to say that there aren't a lot of guys who are phenomenal at it as well. But I think if I... Think back to true boots-on-the-ground property managers that are impressed me. All of them are female. So maybe it's your wife that needs to be in charge. But the bottom line is you've got to choose. You both can't be in charge of the finances. One of you needs to get out there study, read, attend seminars, learn how to build that second stream of income, and then be able to do it. You know, that's what's so frustrating about this guy this weekend. Here he is busting his butt, joining clubs, reading, takes an eight-hour all-day Saturday class, and she still won't let him take action? See, that's irritating to me. In a big way. Because he had all the potential in the world to do what we're doing. And he should have just done it. But no, we got that little rule. I got to chat with my wife. I got to chat with my husband. (laughs) Oh, sounds good. Dumb as a rock. Dumbest strategy in a family situation I've ever heard. Dumbest. Unless your spouse is a multimillionaire entrepreneur. And you need them to tell you what to do financially. If they're in the same financial position as you are, you're copping out. You're hiding behind them. Oh, I would have done it, but... My wife wouldn't let me. I would have done it, but my husband wouldn't let me. 
Are you kidding me? Ladies, wake up. And men, wake up. Anything with two heads, remember this. It's a monster. If you've got that rule, we don't make any financial decision without talking to each other, you are a monster. And you're going to destroy your lives financially as a result. Test me. Think about how long you've had that rule. Five years, ten years, twenty years. Did it work? Are you in the financial position you want to be in? If the answer is no, then stop doing that. Pick someone. Put them in charge. Get them trained. Get them educated. And make them responsible. Able to respond. So that they can get out there and take action and change your family's financial position. It will not happen with two people in charge. I mean, think about it. I bought a company for zero dollars because it had two CEOs. Both wonderful people, too, by the way. That's what was the weirdest thing about it. I liked both of them, but they just couldn't get along because they had put themselves in a horrible position of both being the leader. It's just going to create conflict. Another example I'll give you, <laughs> this was 20 years ago. Um, I, me and three friends started buying single-family houses. I was trying to help them out, and they were trying to help me build passive income, so it was kind of a good deal. And we had, on our first property, a picket on a fence fell. Well, it was an elderly lady who could not fix it herself, and we didn't want her to fix it herself. So we decided to fix it. About three weeks later, it still wasn't fixed. How many of you know why? Whose responsibility was it? We were all equals in the deal, right? Whose responsibility was it to go fix that picket? It wasn't mine. I just put up the cash. Or, or at least that's what I thought. The, and the other three guys thought it wasn't their responsibility. It was one of the other three guys. It never got repaired until I went over there and nailed it up. So those are just multiple examples of the stupidity of having two people equal in a situation like this. You can't. Please have the wisdom to be humble. One of you's got to be humble. And give the other one the ability to take action. Because if you don't, get humble and let the other person be in charge, nothing is going to happen. You're going to stagnate, and you're going to end up resenting each other. That's the other one that's sad about the whole situation, is I see people like, yeah, I would have done it, but my wife wouldn't let me. He's going to be resentful of you. She's going to be resentful of you. 
and plus guys in the room, you know what your wives are wishing? <laughs> I wonder if I'm allowed to say this. I won't. They're wishing you had the, and you know what I'm talking about, to do it. They don't want you coming back to them going, Honey, can I uh, start passive investing? They don't want to hear that crap. They want to hear a man walk in and go, Yeah, I'm studying this. I've read books. I've taken courses. I am going to start passive investing for our family. That's what they want to hear. And it could be the reverse. could be the guy going, I wish my wife would just do it. That's what they want to hear. So, all right. We're coming up on the final segment of today's show. If you've got a question for me, you can give me a call at 281-558-5738, 281-558-KSEV. Thanks for listening. When is the best time to buy real estate? 20 years ago. When is the second best time? Today. And this is truer than ever with the impending recession and the correction that's going on right now. Real estate investors are going to make millions of dollars in the next few years because of the recession. You should take advantage of it as well. To find out how, please attend our free sample class to learn more. Go to TotalWealthAcademy.com. TotalWealthAcademy.com. Just click on the free sample class button. Thank you. Let's face it, food shortages are a real threat now. Supply chain breakdowns, inflation, fuel prices, global conflicts, fertilizer cutbacks, farmers being encouraged not to plant. The stage is set for the peanut butter to hit the fan. But for some reason, Americans are still in denial about food shortages. Listen, we don't take risks with other things in our lives, so why take risks with your food security? Those who know what's coming are using today to prepare. Millions of Americans have purchased Ready Hour Emergency Food from My Patriot Supply, the brand people look for when they're ready for real preparedness. MyPatriotSupply.com is America's largest preparedness company. Get stocked up on emergency food that lasts up to 25 years in storage to get you through tough times ahead. Your other choice is to stand in government food lines hoping for a handout. As we both know, that's not an option. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now. MyPatriotSupply.com The open enrollment period for medical plans is right around the corner, so get some facts and your options. In response to COVID-19, rates are expected to rise as high as 40% in some states. Are you already paying exorbitant Obamacare or COBRA rates? Are you paying ridiculous rates for your family on your workgroup plan? Are you going without insurance because you can't find anything reasonable? Your search is over. How does a zero-deductible, no-copay nationwide PPO plan sound? And you can get it at half the cost, keeping your hard-earned money where it belongs, in your pocket. American Medical Plans will tailor a plan that best fits you as well as your budget. American Medical Plans are local guys. Their goal is to give you peace of mind and the utmost in health care. Call American Medical Plans today to see if you qualify and start saving 30 to 60% now. Call 833-500-PLAN. That's 833-500-7526 or go to American AmericanMedicalPlans.com. That's AmericanMedicalPlans.com. It's a quality plan chosen and managed by you, not the government. 
All right, it's Joe Pags coming up. The left has really stepped up its move to lie to us. I'll give you the latest outrageous ones. That plus Dr. Katie Kuhlman on arming yourself because of the crime wave and author of Vivek Ramaswamy on The Joe Pags Show. Tonight at 7 on AM 700, KSEV, the voice of Texas. Welcome back to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I am your host, Steve Davis. Phone lines are open at 281-558-5738. That's 281-558-KSEV. Let's go to Cypress, Texas. Alec has called in. Alec, thanks so much for uh, calling in. How are you today? Doing good, Steve. I just had a two-part question. Just when purchasing a new property, what, what's a typical rate of return or cash flow you should expect? And the second part is, what do you typically set aside as far as like an emergency funding for any unexpected yeah, loss, like an AC issue or something like that? Good questions, Alex, especially the second one. Um, the first one's basic. You don't want to do a single-family deal that has less than 15% cash-on-cash cash rate of return. If you're in a deal and you're analyzing it and it comes out below that, I'd renegotiate the price or walk away. The average is probably closer to about 20% cash on cash. That's also you, similar to you, the rate of return you get in passive. What would you say, Alec? I was going to say, can you, can you explain that? Like give an example, what you mean by that? Yeah. Let's say that your total out-of-pocket on the deal is 20000 uh-huh. and you have $400 a month cash flow. That's after principal interest, taxes, insurance, maintenance, and vacancy. 400 times 12 months is 4,800, so there's your cash flow. Divided by the 20,000 you put down, that's going to give you a 24% rate of return. So it's cash flow divided by total out-of-pocket. Okay. And you're looking at 20? 15 minimum. Okay. And your average, you should really be targeting 20, 21, 22. And then on maintenance, Alec, make sure that you do not use conventional loans to buy your real estate. The reason is conventional loans don't include rehab costs. And there's where people get hit, Alec, when they say, oh, I bought a house and it was all maintenance. I never made any money. It's because they didn't rehab it up front. What you got to do, Alec, is use a thing called a bridge loan, also known as a hard money loan. That includes the rehab so that you can, if the AC's only got five years left on it, replace it. If the roof only has five years on it, replace it. Dishwasher, hot water heater, everything. Repaint, replace all the flooring. Make the house perfect and your maintenance costs will be almost zero. Then I would keep a, in a perfect world, you'd have $5,000 cash in reserve, but I always use credit cards. I just made sure I had thirty or forty thousand dollars worth of credit cards in case of an emergency. Okay, that's that would be for each property about five grand. Yeah, that's ultra safe. Ultra safe, but I can tell you, I bet there, I bet you, there's not one of my students that does it that way. <laughs> what is the, what is, they don't really keep that much in reserve. Right. That's just kind of your risk appetite, right? How much you could really. What, what is a, I've never heard of a bridge loan. 
Bridge loan and a hard money loan are the same thing. Um, What they do is they loan you 75% of the after-repaired value. So let's say that you find a house that is worth 200 and you can buy it for 115 because it needs 40 grand of work. I mean, it's a piece of crap. It's just destroyed. You buy it for 115, they'll loan you 150 and all you have to come up with is the difference. So 115 plus 40 is 155. You would have to put $5,000 down on that deal. It's a way to keep your down payment low and get your rehab done up front. But we have, at Total Wealth Academy, we we have seven different bridge loan or hard money lenders. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. Good information. Thank you, Alec. Thanks for the phone call. Great questions. All right. Yeah, anybody, I'm not kidding. Those are buying, I'm about to take action questions. I can tell from the type of questions people ask whether they're really, what stage they're at. Alec is at the stage where he needs to take the take a course, hopefully ours, and get out there and do it. Um, some of you can, but I don't want anybody worried about what stage you're at. If you've got the first question of, isn't real estate risky, call me. I don't care what fear, what insecurity, what worry you have about investing in real estate. Excuse me, I will share what I use to get past it. Because you must understand that every fear and insecurity and worry that you have about investing in real estate, I've got it too. I have it too. It's just I've figured out how to get past it. And that's all you got to do. And sometimes a phone call to me can help. So it's 281-558-5738, 281-558-KSEV, or email me, steve at totalwealthacademy.com, steve at totalwealthacademy.com. Okay, got an email from, oh, two from Melanie. Is this two the same? Oh, it's two different Melanies. Um, she has 32 townhomes out of 54. I'm going to assume you're, you're not running the HOA. I would have assumed that by default you'd be running the HOA. Or maybe you just don't want to do it. Um, yep, does not want to do it. I'm warning you, that that is a mistake. I would do my best to get control of that HOA. Even if you're not the top dog, you want to be sitting on the HOA. You've got too much vested in this complex not to be involved in that and it looks like they're taking advantage of you anyway based off this assessment um yeah melanie i don't know if maybe you're shy you don't feel like you're qualified let me tell you something about hoa board members most of them are unqualified the vast majority of them are unqualified
But with you owning 32 out of 50 or so units, um, you're qualified. You know what's important. Oh, by the way, congratulations on accumulating this type of wealth. That's that's phenomenal, Melanie. You need to be more confident. You need to give yourself a pat on the back for what you've achieved and realize you are supremely qualified to sit on that HOA. So I would definitely be at the next meeting and try to get yourself on the board because it's not going to be hard for you to vote yourself in. Um, If you're just lazy, I don't know how to help you. (laughs) And don't want to do it because it consumes time. But good Lord, uh, I would do it just because you have so much control. And as the leader, you can make sure that there's not a bunch of stupid meetings and unnecessary meetings. Um, You can control it. So I would definitely look at doing that. So in answer to your question, the answer is yes, I would get on the board and I'd try to start controlling that HOA and stop these odd assessments that you've got in your email. Okay, phone lines are open. Oh, let's go Nick uh, Northwest Houston. Nick, thanks a lot for calling in. How are you today? Hey, good, Steve. Uh, you know, that last question that gentleman asked on the out-of-pocket, um, I, I just did a, a closing, um, hard money and conventional. Mm-hmm. And on the first, the first uh, con- on hard money, I took, uh, I went to close and I had to uh, put uh, 10000 out of my pocket to okay. close the deal. And when I refinanced it, I actually got 2000 back, so so that drops me back to eight thousand out of my pocket. Right. Uh, a lot of that. A lot of it was about you know, a little bit over thirty thousand to re, to, uh, uh, for repairs and everything. Okay. So my question is going to be this. Now there was some things that out of uh, first my first time I ever done it, so I didn't I didn't include everything and some of the things that miscellaneous stuff like uh, you know like power washing the driveway, uh, doing some landscaping. You did that out uh, of your pocket. Of, yeah, there was yeah, that was probably about about uh, I would say about two thousand dollars out of my pocket. So would I take that ten thousand? Would I take that uh, that eight thousand first? I would, and then add the then that two. So that puts me back at ten. Yeah, and then that would be divided into the uh, the rent, and that would give me my my return, my cash your on cash, cash on cash rate of return. Yes, and if it's less than. Uh, 20% you said it's, uh, Fif- it's a bad Less deal. than 15. The only thing is, man, that is a super low down payment. So 15% is only 1500 bucks a year, which is only about 150 bucks a month. Um, yeah, do me a favor. Email me. I need to explain why that rule doesn't work when the down payment's 10000 or less. So email me at steve at totalwealthacademy.com. Steve at TotalWealthAcademy.com. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a great rest of your day. You've been listening to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. Please remember that this show is for entertainment purposes only and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investing advice. Always get a professional opinion before making any investment decisions. To find out more about coaching and consulting at Total Wealth Academy, visit TotalWealthAcademy.com and attend one of our free sample classes on real estate investing. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.